Communications disruption can mean only one thing, invasion. You must contact me. Hey, hey, hey! You're listening to the very special Holiday in the Park edition of CO Bibbles. Babble Bubble. Do we have a Galaxy's Edge here in Texas? No, we don't. But we got another theme park and we're gonna look for Star Wars characters at the park. Are they here? Probably not. But we're gonna look around. We got some uh, very special guests on the show. You know, there may be even be a, a, little, a little baby Yoda walking around right here. Uh, one of our guests is. Uh, the Imperial Senate Podcast's uh, very, very own Mickey Kumar. Say hello to the fans. Hey, how's it going, CEO Bibble Babble Bubble fans? <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be in the park. It is now Galaxy's Edge, but it is even better. Six Flags, Fiesta, Texas. <laughs> this podcast has not been sponsored by any park of any sort, but it's really just that fun. And then we also have an aspiring doctoral candidate over here. The future, Dr. Kenneth Bolster. Say hello. Hello to all the listeners of CO Bubble, CO Bubbles, <laughs> Babble, whatever this thing is called. It's a Long title you have listener. to work for. Yes. <laughs> Long time listener, first time guest. Yes. <laughs> Happy to be here. And then we, thank you, Kenny. Then we also have, out of everyone at the party, the ones that most recently see any of the Phantom Menace of the past few days, Kelsey Harmon. Say hello. Hey, everybody. <laughs> there we go. We'll see some more special guests along the way. It's going to be a wild ride, and we'll check back in later. All right, so uh, we're getting ready to go here on the uh, Rattling Iron Rattler. And if you had to say which uh, character from the Star Wars prequels is this roller coaster... Who would it be based on uh, past experiences? Anakin Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker. Okay, let's let's dive into that. Let's unpack that a bit. What do you got? This ride is heavy metal. It, it takes no prisoners. It jumps in the room, starts swinging his lightsaber around. This is this is the Anakin Skywalker. Oh, tick like that. You know what? I agree. You know, some could say maybe the Superman could uh, run into that uh, title competition right there but we'll have to see we'll get a little post dive in too i'm gonna give a i'm gonna give obi-wan obi-wan superman he's a superman on he's a superman yeah you know is anybody a sebulba here the batman right batman's a bulba batman's a ball buster it's a ball buster so bulba's gonna do that to you man hear me out on this one Poltergeist. Darth Maul. All right, he's quick. He's quick. Quick little son of a gun. It's just the, the ride is the epitome of the double-sided lightsaber. He's going for it. Going for it. You say Superman? Yeah, Superman, we're going Obi-Wan. What are you feeling on that? Okay, we'll say it nice. Especially Revenge of the Sith, like, you and Obi-Wan. Yeah. It's just the most evolved version. Not negotiations? Or, uh, you were right about one thing, Master Obi-Wan? No, he's a little too young, a little too fresh. A little too fresh. Superman, can... Superman's an institution. Yeah. Superman is an this, is, this is Jedi Master Council member Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right here. Well, oh, does Qui-Gon Jinn have a ride? That's a good one, too. Man. He was Frisbee, because he's no longer here. <laughs> but he'll always remain in our hearts. Because the ride's called Silent Scooby-Doo ride. Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. He did love a good mystery. <laughs> he did love a good mystery. <laughs> <laughs> always have to... <laughs> And he was on something too, huh? 
Roby? I love the I love the theory that Qui Gon was just like an abusive drunk. And like like when when Obi Wan's like, oh master, you kind of picked up another ridiculous life form. Like I just like to imagine Qui Gon getting fucking wasted on like every mission, and he always finds some like drinking buddy from the bar, and he's like, hey Obi Wan, I got this guy here. Oh, he's a great. He, he knocks those Guinness back like a like a motherfucker, and then. Obi-Wan's always having to deal with this, like, random person just tagging along on all their missions because Qui-Gon <laughs> is just a dumb drunk who finds a friend at the bar. Well, Obi-Wan definitely picked up the drinking habits from him. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's always taking Skywalkers to bars. But he doesn't know how to party. Qui-Gon would have taken that guy's death sticks if, he was, if it was him and Attack of the Clones. Qui-Gon, well, Qui-Gon would turn it down and be like, I'm already on five. <laughs> he's reasonable. He knows his limit. Hi, it's Reed. Back here in the studio. Yeah, there are a lot of fun and wacky rides over there at Six Flags, Fiesta, Texas. And there are a lot of wacky characters in the prequels, too, who we could find that degree of a association. Now, first and foremost, I want to look at the boomerang. Because when you walk into the park, that's the very first ride you see. It's a cool one. You go up real high, you go back down the exact same way. Now, who in the prequels do we think that is? I've thought a lot and hard of this, and even though the ride isn't green, nor is it little, it's got to be Master Yoda. Because you watch Attack of the Clones, you watch Revenge of the Sith, and you see him flipping off the walls, doing backflips, going forward, going backwards. Also, for a lot of people, just like when you walk into the park, Boomerang's the first ride you see. When you think of Star Wars, Yoda is one of the first characters you think of. And he's not even the main protagonist. But there's a love for him. A love of him so much they made a baby version of his species as the main marketing ploy. And in all honesty, it's the best part of the Mandalorian. And Boomerang, it's a classic. Yoda, it's a classic. I think these two merge perfectly together. Then we have the Goliath. Let me tell you something about the Goliath. If you want to have a nap that at the same time is incredibly painful then this is the ride for you. It's very boring. No one really lines up for it. And you leave hurting. It hurts your back. It hurts your neck. It hurts your shoulders. It hurts your elbows. So who's that? Well, as you know here on the show, we really have a low opinion of Ki Adi Mundi. And that's exactly who it is. Ki Adi Mundi has a moon for a head. It's got a curve but not that well pronounced, just like the Goliath, kind of a boring curve. And he's a boring man. No one asked him to talk. No one wants his opinions on things, yet there he is forcing it down your throat. Because when you drive up to Six Flags Fiesta, Texas, before you walk in, it's the first one you see on the left. Not like Boomerang, the first one you see when you're in, but when you're driving in, it's the first one you see. And we didn't want to see it. And it traps you in, just like Kiati Mundi traps you into listening. I don't want to hear that guy. I don't want to ride that ride. It's silly, it's a waste of time, and it hurts you because it's painfully boring. Maybe you don't have the same physical response as listening to Kiati Mundi as one would have riding the Goliath, but, you know, something to consider. And just on this trip, spoiler alert, we don't make it on. You know, we only made four rides this go-around for a holiday in the park, life day in the park for all of you Star Wars fans. And, uh, no, these guys... uh is not one of them. Let's see, some other rides in there. Uh, 
There's the uh, Hurricane Force 5. That's a fun one. You get to the boardwalk section. You're on a giant disc that swoops one way and swoops the other way. It's not a pendulum. It's on a track. And you're spinning around, facing outward, over the water, over the boardwalk. It's fun. There's some screams. But there's better versions of that. So who's a character who's fun? We have some good moments of but there are better versions of them. I'll tell you who. That's Commander Cody. The clone commander who we see in Revenge of the Sith, initially. You know, because we see that and it's, oh, that's cool. Here's a clone. He has a name. He's got some skill sets. But then the Clone Wars TV show comes out. And you get to meet Fives. You get to meet Tup. You get to meet Heavy. You get to meet Wolf. You get to meet Gregor. You get to meet Captain Rex. All of these are clones that are way more interesting. Way more meaningful, whose emotions swing you around way further than Hurricane Force 5. We appreciate it. I mean, it's really cool having Cody in Revenge of the Sith, and he does show up in the Clone Wars as well. You know, you could have a whole theme park of things that swing you around all over the place, and Hurricane Force 5 would have a place in there, but it, it just it just wouldn't be the same as one of the better ones. Just like Cody's kind of a lame clone trooper when you tie it all together. And then finally, the last coaster we're going to talk about here is a personal favorite of mine. It's actually a water coaster. So we obviously didn't go on it during this trip because it's only open in the sun summertime. I don't know the name of it exactly, but just the water coaster. And it's super cool. Rather than just being on a tube that's going down another tube, or a slide, basically, with water. This one is actually propelled, and there's various things that move you through and jetting around, and you're in this kind of long, inflatable sled raft thing, and it is an absolute blast. You're getting splashed. You're getting wet. You're screaming. You're hollering. You're hooting all over the place. And boy, howdy, I tell you, it is a fun ride, and it's wet. It's messy. You gotta wear your bathing suit in it, but you would do it all over again and i'm talking about kit fisto right here you see that guy with his tentacly heads and you see that little grin he has on his face when he is fighting on geonosis and you see that he's wet you see that he's slippery he's kind of slimy a bit gross looking but you do it all over again and in revenge of the sith when kit fisto goes with mace windu to arrest chancellor palpatine Upon learning that he is the Dark Lord of the Sith, Darth Sidious, he loses, and he gets struck down. But the camera pans back to where his body should be, and it's gone. Maybe he didn't actually die. And that's a perfect parallel to what's going on in the water park. Because, you know, you show up, you go to the water park in the summer, there it is, the water coaster. But you get there at Fright Fest in October, holiday in the park in December, Mardi Gras that's in March for some reason because Six Flags doesn't understand the calendar. You can't get on there. Where did it go? Where is the water coaster? Where is Kit Fisto? Where is that slimy, green, fun ride that's splashing you around? I don't know. Maybe it's a bit of a stretch. But let's go back to the park and see what silliness is going on. So we're walking now past Batman the Ride. 
And uh, here's a fun fact about it. You know, in, in The Phantom Menace, when uh, Shmi Skywalker says Anakin had no father, yep. the reason is because she really did have relations with a man, but he rode the Batman ride a couple times too many. Yep. And so there's absolutely no way he is the biological father of anybody because that ride will really take you for an upsy-doozy upsy in your sacky-woozy there. Not okay! All right, we're waiting in line for the Wonder Woman ride, and I have Kenny here, and I'm going to give him a rapid-fire Star Wars prequels questions of his choosing. Who's your favorite Jedi from the prequels? Qui-Gon Jinn. Who's your favorite pod racer? Sebulba. Who would you want as a stepdad? Qui-Gon Jinn. <laughs> <laughs> Why not Sebulba? Uh, he throws his food around too much. <laughs> he would teach you to always win, though. That's a good life lesson. Right, but who wants to have that much kind of sporting pressure from your parents? Oh, that's true. That's true. That's like when you got the state champion quarterback for a dad who didn't make it out to anything. Yeah, really. What if I failed to live up to Daddy Sebulba's expectations? <laughs> Daddy Sebulba! Daddy Sebulba. There we go. Get it, get it going. All right. I already forgot my other questions, but we'll try. Uh, uh, favorite prequels planet? Naboo. Naboo, why? Seems nice. <laughs> seems nice. <laughs> you heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. It seems nice. Okay, other questions. What do we have? A uh, favorite alien species introduced in the prequels? Ooh, tricky one. Um, I, I like the Kaminoans. Would you date one? Yeah, sure. Why? Tall and weird looking. <laughs> tall and weird looking. So you're into tall and weird looking people. Yeah, sort of my type. Does that make Daddy Sebulba proud? <laughs> I don't know. I hope not. I thought this was Phantom Menace only. We're everywhere, you know, everywhere and nowhere at the same time. Okay, we'll have another rapid fire round in a second. Thank you, Kenny. Happy to be here. It's Daddy Sebulba and me. He tries real hard to make me who he wants to be. He thinks it's a sin. That sometimes I do not win Because that's what He always does He's the champion Daddy Sebulba You're the one Hollywood store, Six Flags. Looking for anything Star Wars prequels related. I got a couple of cutout fins, some steampunk hats, a lot of stuff that has nothing to do with the park whatsoever. I keep running into things. It's just a true disaster. Cool Game of Thrones shirt. Well, I was really hoping that they were gonna have a life-size cutout of Dorme, the Handmaiden, but alas, 
She is not there. We got Finn though, that's a small victory. Some skeleton necklaces. Still selling for Fright Fest, because apparently they think it is October and not December. Just like no I always think Star <laughs> Yeah, no one bought it. <laughs> but it's not on sale. It's still full price. Like, <laughs> you know, it'd be like Yeah, who would want to wear it? <laughs> Yeah. That's how, yeah, there you go. Just roll it back out. Now, we're going to take a little break from all the crazy fun action that's going on there at the park and talk a little bit about a little sidebar that Nikki and I worked on during the fine holiday season. So, you know, it's a Star Wars podcast and I focus on the prequels, but I would be remiss to not mention The Rise of Skywalker. Yes. That movie came out, and people have opinions on it. I'm not going to talk about them here because there's literal dozens, if not hundreds, of other podcasts that are diving into it far better than I ever could. That being said, though, the release of the film kind of prompted a discussion of, well, The Rise of Skywalker is the cheese pizza of Star Wars movies. So, Nikki and I thought, what if you were to go through the entire list of Star Wars films and pick the pizza equivalents? The big takeaway being that you could give me a slice of pizza with anything on it, and I'll think it's delicious. Just like you could give me any Star Wars film, and I'll watch it, because that is absolutely delicious. I won't dive into the full list here. You can find that on Twitter, courtesy of Mr. Kumar himself. But we're going to go into what we have here for the prequels. For The Phantom Menace, it's an arugula, prosciutto, and basil glaze pizza. Yeah, for some of you traditionalists, the ones who want... The classic pepperoni or cheese or something with just a little bit of meat on it that you're familiar with. This seems a little complicated. It's a little too much. You feel, ah, that almost looks gross. And there's a lot of people who think The Phantom Menace is a bit gross. A little just not for them. And I can respect that, but when you develop a flavor palette, you realize The Phantom Menace has some unique things that can grow on you. Uh, the place where this metaphor breaks up is, you know, a lot of the humor in The Phantom Menace that's meant for children, adults, frown upon, where I think more adults enjoy this pizza more than kids would. But just imagine that glow-up going on in the pizza sense that we see occurring with love of The Phantom Menace. Also, we have a triad of flavors, arugula, the balsamic glaze, and prosciutto, just like it's the beginning of the triad of Obi-Wan Kenobi, Anakin Skywalker, and Padme Amidala, pushing forward a wonderful trilogy of both films and pizzas. For Attack of the Clones, we're thinking Margarita Pizza. Now why is that? Well, Margarita Pizza is the, the perfect date night pizza. It's not too messy. It's romantic. There's these overtones. It's this marriage of flavors between the tomato and the basil and the mozzarella, and it's light but substantive, and you can keep going back to it. And that's exactly what Attack of the Clones is. You know, Attack of the Clones is considered often, you know, the biggest romantic film of all of the Star Wars. You see the relationship between Anakin and Padme flourish. You know, it's no longer watching a 10-year-old and a 14-year-old. You're watching a 20-year-old and a 24-year-old, so a little young love going on there. Uh, but it's strong. It's got a kick to it. Maybe you're putting some cracked pepper on that, some red pepper on there, too. You know, that's the Battle of Geonosis right there. That's Jango Fett. That's Count Dooku. 
Got a little bad guy on there. So maybe we should put an asterisk next to this margarita. It's a margarita pizza with a little bit of kick that you throw on there. Crushed red pepper if you want to be more traditional. If just someone in garlic doesn't give you the best time, you know, put that on there too. Get that little tss to it, that sis. And uh, finally, we have uh, Revenge of the Stiff. Stiff, good heavens. Revenge of the Sith. And that is the stuffed crust supreme. We're talking about when you get one of those pizzas, and in the crust of the pizza is molten cheese. Molten cheese, molten lava. Mustafar works perfectly. And Revenge of the Sith, that film is packed. There's a ton of characters, it's a roller coaster of emotions, and it ends quite tragically. And stuffed crust supreme to the certain consumer of that pizza could end tragically as well. Tragically to the digestive system, tragically to the bowels. But you keep wanting to return to it. I mean, I know that when I watch Order 66, volume turned up all the way, you get the soundtrack going on there, you see the pain in Yoda's face when he feels it. That hurts. Just like I know that if I eat a stuffed crust supreme pizza, a lot of it, that's going to hurt my belly. And maybe other places too. But that's not going to stop me from going back and eating it all over again. So, that's the prequels as pizzas. Like I said, go and visit. Uh, Nikki uh, tweeted the full list of all 11 Star Wars films, including the uh, anthologies of Solo. A nice little collaboration between the two of us there. Uh, so, uh, for those of you who don't know, Nikki's Twitter is Nequicious. That's N-A-Q-U-I-C-I-O-U-S. The Babble Butter, Babble Bubble, and even I can't say my own podcast, uh, the Babble Bubble Twitter account retweeted it, so uh, look into that. Feel free to comment and share your thoughts. I know a lot of people may not like the Rogue One Association, but, you know, if necessary, uh, we'll fight you on that. I certainly have my opinions on it. Good movie. Just like I said, all of these movies are good. All of these pizzas are good. I'll have them any day of the week. Anyhow, let's go back to the park and see what sort of shenanigans are going down. You know what it's time for. Another unprepared questionnaire. Coming up next, we have Nikki Kumar. Nikki, I'm going to give you a series of unprepared questions. You have to prepare them unprepared and answer them and go on something crazy. I got more beer in my system than last time I did these, so they're going to be messier. They're going to be wilder. So here we go. Which prequels character would you like to have as a prom date? Uh, Sabe. Sabe. Dive into that further, please. Uh, she's hot. <laughs> All right. All about the photos. Nightly in space. You're done. All right. I like it. I like it. Next question. What is your favorite prequels planet? I say Uda. You say Pow. Uda. Pow. Uda. Pow. I say Mooster. You say Far. Mooster. Far. Mooster. Far. So why Uda Pow? Um, sinkholes. Sinkholes. And um, just an epic confrontation between Obi Wan and General Grievous. The, one of the greatest lines of the prequels. Hello there. General Kenobi. So would you want to take Sabe to Utapau to show her, for her to show you those sinkholes? Yes, please. <laughs> I like it. Now the question is, will it be dry and dusty like the other sinkholes, or will it be, in the famous words of uh, the Imperial Senate podcast, Moist. <laughs> yes, there we go. We dropped it. Ding, 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 ding. It's a uh, little ISP drop there for uh, you know, all you listeners don't usually know. It. That's kind of the word of the week every week for the crew over at the Imperial Senate podcast. And, sure is. <laughs> and finally, favorite non-Sebulba pod racer. Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm going to 
I'm gonna do an extension question. Less about the racer, more about the team. Odie Mandrell and his pit droids are the winners. I love it, I love it. You got it. It's all about teamwork, not about just the flash that Sebulba and others bring you. I, you know, working your way up from the bottom up to there, you know, it's good, good stuff. All right, thank you, Nikki. Stay in tune, everybody. Looking good, hello, hello, hello. Talking at this volume level, and we're good. So, at this point, I think it's fair to give a little bit of context of what's going on, and more importantly, what's about to happen. So, when I asked Nikki these questions, we were waiting in line for the brand new ride at Six Flags Fiesta Texas, the Joker Carnival of Chaos. Now, let me tell you a thing about this. This is the world's tallest pendulum ride. It's standing at 172 feet tall. That's 17 stories. And you're swinging back and forth, spinning around with 40 other guests at 75 miles an hour. It is the fastest ride ever at Six Flags Fiesta, Texas. Now, when you're standing in line, there are signs. They say, put away your purses. Put away your wallets. There's cubbies. They're going to be safe. Take your phones. Put them there, too. But let me tell you something here at the Babble Bubble. We're all about pushing the envelope a bit. So, against better judgment, I took the phone on and we got a recording with the whole gang experiencing the ride for the very first time. Okay, so I'm doing something really, really stupid here. Oh, God. <laughs> Get it live from the ride. I've never oh, been on please, this one before. I'm just really hoping I don't drop it here. Please don't read it. But I feel like this is You're a... You're going to start spinning. This is a great time for me to talk about the confusion. I know a good trick. I have... Spinning's a good trick. Spinning's a good trick. This is a good time to talk about my confusion with Master Sifo Diaz and Attack of the Clones. Oh, God. Watch fast, motherfucker. Who... The whole time I was watching that movie as a kid, I thought it was Qui-Gon Shin and Ben Solo Rice. Ben Solo Rice. Hey, oh, gosh. Yeah, I like it. I like this one. Yeah, I like this. It's a good like one. It. That's a good one. Oh, God. Oh. Anyhow, there's a lot of, oh, a lot of language being used going on there. Yeah, no. <laughs> Droid memory go blank. 
My phone cannot be captured. It will engage in self-destruct. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe we actually did that. I'm also glad that my phone is totally fine, though I was looking at it earlier today and I saw more of a crack on my uh, protective glass because I think I was holding it so tight in fear of dropping the darn thing. But, you know, we do some crazy stuff at the Babble Bubble and, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'd like to thank all the, the lovely guests I had on the show and uh, thank you all for sticking on listening to this. This certainly has proven to be one of the more challenging episodes to produce, splicing in a lot of fun sounds and making sure we could manage to hear what everybody was saying. So, uh, will things go back to quote-unquote normal next week? Well, uh, who knows, you know? Hopefully got some guests line up the coming months and all. Happy uh, 2020 to everybody. Happy Life Day. Merry Holidays. And, uh, yeah, thanks for all the support that you've shown this year and, uh, pulling this forward and 2020 should be an exciting one and uh we'll be bringing forth some uh, interesting stuff you know maybe one day the show will make it to an actual star wars theme park in an actual star wars concert so i uh stop going to these things and trying to hunt for prequels appreciation but that's kind of the fun isn't it sort of the little hidden gems here and there that bring the prequel fans all together so uh thanks for listening Thanks for following, and you know what? Thanks for being just straight up, all around, cool dudes. Ja, 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 ja,